Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, one eight seven 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 zero stop in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit one eight hundred gambler.net in West Virginia or call one eight hundred five two two four seven zero zero in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gambling helpline ma.org or call eight hundred three two seven fifty fifty four twenty four seven support in Massachusetts or call one eight seven seven eight hope. NY or text Hope NY in New York. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. And welcome back to the Wolverine.com podcast, the Wolverine.com YouTube YouTube channel uh, on what is a, let's just call a spade a spade. Not a show I thought we would be doing tonight. It's kind of a quick reaction here. I know it's later in the evening. Um, as of a couple hours ago, uh, we did not know who Michigan football's coach was going to be in 2022 because it seemed like Jim Harbaugh had more than one foot out the door. He got on a plane to interview with the Minnesota Vikings. And as of this evening, around, I want to say maybe 7.30 or so, Adam Schefter reported that Jim Harbaugh is not going to the Vikings. He will return to Michigan in 2022. And he has apparently told, told Ward Manuel he will be here as long as Michigan wants him. So there is a lot to to sort out from this situation. It has been a crazy couple weeks that has really picked up in the last three or four days. But, fellas, uh, the fact of the matter is, and I am here, of course, Anthony Broom here with Clayton Safey, uh, recruiting reporter Tim Verges. Um, a couple angles to take with this, but I guess we'll just start with this. I mean, quick reactions. I open saying it. I'm stunned by this. Um and I'll address kind of the elephant in the room. I think we um, at the Wolverine reported that 
Um, and Chris Ballas reported that this was Harbaugh was going to Minnesota to sign a deal. That was the expectation. I would like to read a thread here from Courtney Cronin, who is the Vikings beat reporter from ESPN. To start things off, she says, My read on the Harbaugh Vikings situation in speaking with sources. Harbaugh was in the mix for the Minnesota job because of his connection to new GM uh, Kwesi Adolfo Mensa. He operated under the assumption that the job was his and prepared for the interview as such. The Vikings, and this is where the key was, and that, that first part, Jim Harbaugh expected he got on a plane either last night or today, Wednesday, whatever, whenever it was, to go not only interview for the Vikings job, but with the expectation that he was taking the Vikings job. Courtney goes on to say, the Vikings saw this very differently and not as a quote-unquote slam dunk, as a source put it to me. The way they felt Harbaugh viewed the situation coming into Wednesday, there was no offer extended. This wasn't a, necessarily a matter of who said no to who, but two sides that did not align on the nature of what the in-person meeting was all about. Uh, and she basically goes on to say the Vikings followed the exact same format and timeline that they did with Patrick Graham. And so uh, on the surface, this was you know maybe poor um, wires got crossed in communication. Fact of the matter is that Jim Harbaugh is not going to the NFL. He's coming back to Michigan, um, and that's where we're at. So, Clayton, we'll throw it to you for the instant reaction here. Yeah, it's crazy. When we talked 24 hours ago at the basketball game, we didn't think this was going to happen, but we said there was a chance, right? I mean, Chris Ballas was completely accurate in what he reported. It's Obviously, that's been also reported by others here in the last couple hours, but Jim Harbaugh thought he was going to get the job. It seemed like it was basically a shoe in from a Viking standpoint as well. They just had to go through the interview. Uh, obviously it didn't go as well as planned, but uh, we'll never know hundred percent what happened because the Vikings aren't going to act like that. They, you know, offered Jim Harbaugh the job and he turned it down. Jim Harbaugh is not going to act like on the flip side that, you know, he didn't get an offer and Michigan's his second choice. We're at where we're at. I think we have to move forward with that. Uh, Michigan, very happy, as reported by Adam Schefter, that Jim Harbaugh is coming back. They don't have to do a coaching search. They can bring back the AP National Coach of the Year and, and reigning Big Ten champion uh, and kind of keep this thing moving. Now, I immediately start thinking about what fences need to be mended, what you know needs to happen in the building in the next four weeks before spring ball to move forward. Jim Harbaugh was telling people, uh, you know, some people that, he would entertain an offer from an NFL team. He had interest. Obviously, that was validated by him going to Minnesota on Wednesday today. Um, at the same time, you know, I think there were some people that were making plans the last month thinking that he was going to be back. And uh, those conversations have to happen now that he is back, you know, that he's got to be, you know, four feet in, as Jawan Howard would say, for the program. And, it, and I will say this, I, I have no doubt that, that he will. He can operate in an uncomfortable environment like this. We've seen him do it before. We certainly saw him do it the last 12 months. And when it's reported that he told Ward Manuel that this is not going to be an ongoing thing each and every season going forward, I believe him. He hasn't said that before, as Anthony, we talked about on your Twitter space earlier. Like He said before and shot down rumors, said he's not going to leave, but he hasn't said it's not going to be a thing each and every year. He told Ward Manuel that he'll be here as long as Ward Manuel wants him to be here. I think that's a big step. And if there was any tension between those two over the last year, given the you know contract being slashed in half, I think some of that is going to be, you know, there's going to be some conversations there, but I think Jim Harbaugh is willing to move forward based on what happened. And 
as he's been texting people, apparently tonight he's back and he's back with an enthusiasm unknown to mankind beyond some conversations that we talk about that need to happen with the staff. I don't think he's going to talk a ton about this and uh, he's kind of, you know, just thinking ahead and, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting, but huge, huge news tonight. As I said, unexpected, shocking, frankly, when I saw it, I looked at the Adam Schefter tweet and I, I looked at it about five, six times before actually, you know, sending it to people and, and making calls and things like that to see if that was actually being reported. So it's crazy. We're in this spot. Yeah, I said it on the on the spaces. Uh, you the initial checking was like, is this the the Adarn Schefter account? Right. The, you know, there's always a fake Schefter or whatever, and so it was, it was pretty stunning to see that. Um, we'll go to Tim for kind of a, a little recruiting capsule on what's going on right now. But you know, to piggyback on what you said, you know, Jim can feel the way that he feels about ah, well, we'll just push forward like it never happened, or you know, the jokes we made showing up to work like George Costanza after he quit, or Michael Scott take thinking he had the job at corporate. Um, there are going to be some difficult conversations that, that need to be had over. I don't know if it'll be a screaming match with anyone or over beers with anyone, but um, the last couple of days, Jim Harbaugh's coaching. St- and there's been a lot about, you know, recruits were told players were, and their families were kept in the loop. The fact of the matter is there were, there were guys on that coaching staff that didn't know what the hell was going on. And, um, you know, without naming names, guys that were reaching out to even beat writers asking if they knew what the hell was going on. So that's this, you know, Jim Harbaugh can't just think he's going to walk back in there and like nothing happened. Like it's going to be a little bit awkward. And like we said before, there is momentum gone from the end of the season because of how this all played out. Now they can get it back. The easiest way to get it back is to keep building and keep winning football games. Um, and we'll, we'll go to Tim in a second to talk about what the impacts on the recruiting trail might be. But the fact of the matter is I don't see this having a huge effect on the roster now that Jim is coming back. I don't see it uh, having an effect on the guys that are enrolled on campus for the 2022 class. Maybe we have some 2023 things uh, to, to talk about and, and worry about here. But Tim, we'll go to you for that. I mean, what are you hearing the early reactions from the recruiting trail from this news on, on Wednesday night. Yeah, sorry. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, reached out to a couple of recruits tonight. Me and EJ did, uh, you kind of did some Intel to kind of see kind of where things were at with the 22 signees with the 23 targets. Um, the 23, 22 signees are all locked in. Talk to some guys that are, um, you know, some of them are on campus. Some of them have yet to enroll just yet. Um, but everyone's locked in from a, from a signee perspective that we that we know of, um, from the twenty three class, it's a bit of a mixed bag. You know, um, most guys are happy about this. Um, you know, we we posted over at the uh, at the Wolverine kind of a live reaction um, from recruits as we get them recruits kind of recruits sources close to recruits etc. Um, but there are going to be some fences that are going to have to be mended. Just like you know we've kind of mentioned in the building, there will be some as well. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's some work to do. I think. Um, for a lot of these recruits, especially the ones that really, really do their research, um, you know, they'll see that this was an issue before. And even if he, you know, what Schefter said of, you know, he plans to stay on locked in for a long time. They have no idea of, of knowing that's true. As far as they knew for the last month, Harbaugh's been on the road talking to them, telling them he's going to stay and was this close to leaving. Um, you know, and I think that's going to, that you know, that leaves some bad taste in some people's mouths. So, um 
overall from a bigger pe- picture perspective um there's gonna have to be some work done this month to kind of recapture um some of the momentum you gained from the 2021 season you know like i mean ej said it a couple times i've said it a couple times coming out of december coming out of the big 10 championship going into like that playoff game there's a couple weeks in there where we believe you know michigan could finish with the top five recruiting class ej said as high as three i'm never going to say that high there's obviously limitations in what michigan can recruit um but you know there, there was a chance for a top five class and then over the last month or so you've lost some of that momentum with some of these recruits some of them are either deciding to go elsewhere some of them are seeing some of the smoke around Harbaugh. Some, you know, the things happen. Recruiting, recruiting changes really fast. Um, and you know, kind of, they have this month. The way I've kind of discussed this before is, it's basically marketing. Recruiting is marketing. You have a month now during this dead period to sit down and figure out a marketing strategy to best market yourself going into into March. Um, kind of, you know, figure out is this back and better than ever? Is this we're building on off of last year? How are you going to spin this in a positive direction? That's the best way that you can re- retain some of this momentum. But all I, I say all that to say, there is momentum to be regained. It's just about how hard are they going to be willing to regain some of that momentum. Tim, I guess a question Tim, I, I would have question. for you is, is how, um, how do I word this? How how much damage really was done on the recruiting trail? Cause I kind of feel like that that was, that was a little bit of an overblown storyline. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if EJ or I ever really overblew it. I mean, literally until last week we'd been, I mean, Harbaugh had been on the road with these rumors going around and until probably the end of last week, we'd been reporting that visits have been going positively. He'd been telling coaches he was staying. Coaches were believing him. Coaches were like, I think he's locked in. Um, you know, I talked to a coach in particular who said, you know, they, Harbaugh spent the entire day with that coaching staff basically throwing on a clinic for them. Um, he didn't have to do that. And he was like, the fact that he flew all the way out here, was willing to throw on this clinic and do all of that says so much about who he is as a person and how dedicated he is to Michigan. Um, and, you know, if he had done all that and left, that's just a really bad look, you know. Um, but towards the end of last week, I think the words were starting to kind of rain hollow um, of I'm not leaving. In the meantime, in the background, the smoke around you leaving is heating up like you know, in my opinion, I wrote about it over the weekend, but basically I think this dead period hit at the perfect time because if Harbaugh was supposed to be on the road and the coaching staff was supposed to be on the road this week, I think you lose some of the momentum because you all of a sudden come off as facetious, facetious or, you know, kind of lying in their faces. And with recruits, with anybody in general, if, if you do that once, they're going to think you're going to do it again, you know? Um, and Michigan's whole thing is being genuine, being genuine with these recruits. That's the one thing that we've heard over the last year um, of what really stands out about this coaching staff and all of the, uh, the entire coaching staff, not just Harbaugh, is just how genuine they are, how honest they are, how, um, you know, kind of they're honest with guys about their standing. They're honest about their own standing. Um, and, you know, for if you lose even a bit of that trust with coaches, even more so with coaches and players, you lose it with players, you lose a kid for the cycle. You lose it with coaches, especially at powerhouse schools, you're done. You're out of that school for as long as that coach is there. So, um, you know, there there was a little damage done towards the end there, but I don't think it's anything that can't be regained, especially with as good of the recruiters and as good as the relationship builders some of the guys on the staff are. It's just, like I've said before, they just there's going to be momentum that needs to be regained. There's going to be trust that needs to be regained. A lot of relationships will need to be talked out, but this can be talked out. So, 
Okay, well, let's let's take a couple questions here, uh, and I'll pose the first one here to Clayton. Um, sorry, I totally. This is what happens when we go. There's live. someone in there. There's somebody in there saying that I thought they could get Tom Brady as as head coach if. Well, left you, and would you like to address that and go on the record with that? Or I did never I, say seen, that, but I mean, I had know. seen so many conspiracy theories over the last couple of days. Uh, chief among them that Jim Harbaugh was going to go to Minnesota, and Tom Brady retiring was just a way for him to go join him in Minnesota. Even though Minnesota, and let's talk about that job. I mean, um, that's good ownership and things like that, but. Um, that that organization needs an enema. It needs to get rid of Kirk Cousins and start all the way over. I never really got the sense like it probably would have been good people to work for from Jim's perspective. Um, although clearly, like there was a disconnect somewhere um, with with this whole process. But you know, going leaving a place for a rebuild and, and you know, my understanding is that he wouldn't have been getting paid a whole lot more than he would have made at Michigan anyways, if they even offered him, which. Um, as we know now, it, it that does not appear to be the case, despite of, oh, well, Jim had a change of heart. The Vikings didn't offer him. Uh, but, Clay, what I was going to ask you is that, um, you know, how how do you smooth this over? I mean, I know Jim is an eccentric guy, and when you come to work for him, that's kind of what you sign up for. But, you know, what do you – like, what are things you do to get back in the good graces of everyone? Is it's got to be more than just a six pack of beer and, you know, a handshake, right? Yeah, I think so. It's interesting because it seems like he was honest with people and he chooses his words very carefully on things like this. You know, I'm planning on being here. I mean, by all accounts, I think that's an accurate statement um, because he didn't have an offer to go anywhere else. He wasn't going to retire from coaching to then go pursue the NFL or, or resign from Michigan to go pursue the NFL. He was going to be the Michigan coach, listen to NFL teams, go interview, as we saw on Wednesday. He was very interested in potentially chasing another Super Bowl. Um, obviously, it fell through, and now he's back at Michigan. So I think he was choosing his words carefully there. But at the same time, you know, did he have a full conversation with each staff member and each player and each signee and each recruit that, you know, and say that, he really wanted to leave or, you know, I'm going to go interview. And, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know exactly. I, I don't think that happened. So I think now is the time where you sit everybody down basically and explain to them the situation. He, he can tell them more details than surely he'll give the public, which is fine and expected, um, you know, at this point. But I think you go about it that way with honesty. And, and honestly, it seems to be kind of his MO, I guess, Um but they've operated in chaos, as I said earlier before. And I wouldn't even necessarily call this chaos in a few weeks. You know, you feel like things should be smoothed over as they head into spring ball. Uh, as Tim said, you know, I feel like it's going to be tougher on the recruiting trail because you can say everything you want. Um, but there's also a dozen or two dozen other head coaches and assistant coaches from other schools. They're going to talk about, you know, how you can't trust him. And he said he was staying, but then he interviewed and he didn't get the, I mean, they are going to say it. I mean, we already heard things that, Michigan State was hosting guys last weekend, and they were saying some of those same things. Um, it's something that I picked up being at the basketball game on Saturday. So that's already going on. It's going to be harder on the recruiting trail, in my opinion, as Tim laid out. I think in the building, Jim Harbaugh has a good relationship with that staff that's really tight together. If he can get that smoothed over, like I said, in the next month, I think that's going to be, you know, I think it's doable, and I think he will do it. 
You may lose a guy or two. I don't know. Um, it's impossible to know at this point. I think the timeline works in Jim Harbaugh's favor that there's not a ton of options out there for other guys, but you don't want guys that are reluctant either. So it'll be interesting to see how it plays out. By all accounts on social media, the whole staff seems to be pretty excited and a lot of players too. And I wonder, uh, Anthony, the Joel Honigford decision, uh, it came, what, like five minutes before the literally, literally was typing up the story ready to hit publish. And I was like, well, <laughs> we're not doing this tonight. I mean, that'll, that'll research. Yeah, like two people would have clicked it and not because of you, because Jim Harbaugh, Joel Horniford, no offense to him. I love Joel Horniford, pump it up forever. But um, yeah, obviously the bigger news broke. I wonder if that had anything to do with it, but um, very interesting. I feel like the, the roster, as you said, like EJ wrote earlier today that, if Jim Harbaugh left, he would probably expect eight to 10 signees to want out of their letters of intent. And that's just kind of the way it goes. It's not a knock on how on it would have been, you know, not a knock on Michigan, but just the way it goes with coaching changes and things like that. You would have had transfer portal guys. Now you're seeing Joel Horningford, one guy who's, who's staying, but I think we're going to see guys that planned on staying. They're going to, they're going to stay. Um, and, you know, I think that's huge because they like the makeup of this roster going into to next year, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, I want to talk about what's next really quick because, um, you know, Michigan and, you know, Jim Harbaugh and Ward Manuel will have their sit down where I assume a contract will be. Uh, I don't know if renegotiated is the right word, but if Jim Harbaugh, if you're taking him at his word that he will stay there as long as Michigan wants him, there you has that to be some, up. Yeah. that buy, like there has to be, I think someone on the board called it a poison pill, so to speak. That buyout's got to go up. And you have to commit, um, you know, this is to a certain extent, like if he's your guy now, you, you pay the guy, you, you put the buyout in there and you build and you go from there. Um, like I said, this is, uh, the negative, like there's always been negative recruiting with Harbaugh and oh, he's got the itch to go back to the NFL. And it was always kind of BS. This was this, it was real this time and it will be used against them. Um, especially if there's any sort of hint that, there's still some sour feelings or that things aren't all hunky dory at Michigan after this, this whole ordeal. So, um, you know, the fact of the matter is Jim Harbaugh, again, like we said before, he went, this was more than just scratching an itch or trying to get leverage. He went to Minnesota in the last day or two with the assumption he was going to sign a contract. And that's something he's going to have to smooth over. And we've already, there are already whispers of, you know, I, I think that there are some hurt feelings behind the scenes, and I'm sure we'll have more on that in the coming days. But um, they can't th – this sort of thing happening every year, this is not sustainable for them. They can't do this again. Um, last year, if you want to make the argument it was a little bit justified because of the season they had, you can. I know we can debate the – I mean – we can debate the merits of, of the deal that Harbaugh ultimately signed, but the fact of the matter is he signed it. They did what they did this year and he's coming back now. So like I said, if it's, um, if there are any sour feelings, there needs to be some sort of intervention. There needs to some sort be some sort of laying it all out on the table and you need to move forward and move past this and turn the page and build off of the season that you just had. So, um, we'll see what happens from there. But, uh, that's that's kind of the long and short of it. I don't know how much longer you guys would want to go with this. I know that um, Ballas will will do a reaction with Doug Skeen. I know we'll have a, uh, a Tom Crawford and John Borton podcast coming. 
uh, sometime in the next day or so as well. But any other final thoughts from either of you? We'll start with Tim uh, before we close out of here. Yeah, I mean, I guess one quick thing would be just kind of touching on what we've we've talked about with, with recruiting. Um, it's something I just remembered, I guess, you know, kind of was recalling. Every recruit I've talked to over the last couple of months, especially with the the massive coaching turnover you saw back in December and November, one of the top three factors they're looking for when they uh, are looking for a school is coaching stability. And literally until the last two months, they thought Michigan offered that because off the season they had, they just assumed Harbaugh was going to be around for the long term. That idea has, has vanished. And, you know, Harbaugh can build that up and, and, and say all he wants that he's sticking around for the long term. But, you know, it's going to be used as a negative recruiting thing now where it wasn't, it didn't used to be for the last couple of months or so since, uh, obviously, since they had the winning season. I'm talking specifically with 2023 recruits. Um, and so that's going to be something that's going to have to be smoothed over. I'm very, very interested. Like I said, it's all marketing. I'm very interested to see what the marketing pitch is coming out of this month, how they attack the recruiting trail and uh, who they kind of, um, you know, how they kind of spin this into a positive, I guess. I've, I've seen some ideas in the in the chat kind of how you can spin this into a positive. So I'm interested to kind of see which one which one they decide. Uh, I hope Harbaugh is uh, in the chat as well, kind of taking some ideas. Oh, God. I, I hope he's not in the chat, to be honest with you. <laughs> <laughs> or on our message board, um, to be frank with you. But, uh, Clayton, any other final thoughts from you? Yeah. Um I just want to put Tim and EJ on blast because they said Michigan wasn't going to get any commits today uh, on signing day. And it looks like they got one big one uh, in Jim Harbaugh, but man, uh, only other final they had a long snapper too. That's true. They got a walk on long snapper, which is huge. It's uh, Jim Harbaugh has been giving those guys scholarships. I think more than, more than other teams around the country. And uh, he loves to, talk about that battery between the long snapper holder and kicker. But um, yeah, a couple commits. I saw some walk-ons. So congrats to those guys, not to demean them at all or, you know, make that insignificant. Um, so Michigan got a big commit today. And uh, Chris Ballas over on the Wolverine.com already has up, you know, something, uh, an insider piece on exactly what went down tonight. Um, so check that out. Our $1 deal is still live there. $1 for an entire year. So it'll take you through the whole NFL rumors of next year. And I, I hope I'm kidding when I say that I am kidding, but you never know. <laughs> it'll take us through the Jim Harbaugh saga of 2023 for just a dollar. So we might as well sign up. I don't really have any final thoughts here. Uh, it'll all be laid out and written about. Uh, the fact of the matter is Michigan has its, its head coach. I think in the long run, this is probably the best I think this is the best out like stability stability is the best outcome for Michigan and I think there's a better ch it's tough to say you have a better chance after um you know how last year's negotiation went and the NFL stuff this year but it does feel like there is a better chance of stability and really pushing this thing forward with keeping the band together and and whether that was going to be with you know Mike Hart or Josh Gaddis at the helm or Jim Harbaugh at the helm. I think that this is probably the ultimately the best scenario for Michigan. And um, some things will have to be smoothed over. I don't think it will just be, I don't think everyone's just going to welcome Jim back with open arms. I think there's a lot of fences to be mended, um, especially given how things played out over the last couple days. And, you know, the fact that he got on a plane at all 
to assume he was taking a job, that's going to be something that needs to be explained. And that's something that he has to deal with, that Michigan has to deal with, and that adults in the room uh, can sort out. So that's going to do it for us here. Quick little reaction. We'll have much more on all the angles on the Wolverine.com. Again, check out that $1 deal. Hit subscribe on the YouTube. Subscribe to our podcast. We are wherever you get your shows, Apple, Google, Spotify. Um, leave us a review there. We always appreciate the feedback. So uh, for Tim Verghese, for uh, for Clayton Safey, I'm Anthony Broom. This has been the Wolverine.com. Jim Harbaugh, reaction, a quick reaction podcast after the news drops. We'll have more on it. I don't think everything's done yet, but uh, Michigan has its coach, and we move onward. So thanks for watching, and, and thanks for listening. Madness is here. Say goodbye to busted brackets because FanDuel lets you bet on every game of the tournament. Whether you're betting on a big upset or a one seed, it's time to go dancing on America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets if your first $5 bet wins on FanDuel. That's 200 bucks to use on point spreads, money lines. You can even pick who's going to win it all. Just visit FanDuel.com slash on three and bet on college hoops until they cut down the nets. Must be 21 and older and present in select states. First online real money wager only. $10 first deposit required. Bonus issued as non-withdrawable bonus. Bets that expire seven days after receipt. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. FanDuel is offering online sports wagering in Kansas under an agreement with Kansas Star Casino LLC. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Kentucky, Tennessee, Virginia, and Vermont. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona, 1-888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-9-WITH-IT in Indiana, 1-800-522-4700 or visit ksgamblinghelp.com. Dot com in Kansas, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Visit mdgamblinghelp.org in Maryland. Visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia or call 1-800-522-4700 in Wyoming. Hope is here. Visit gamblinghelplinema.org or call 800-327-5050-424-7 support in Massachusetts or call 1-877-8-HOPE. NY or text HOPE NY in New York.